Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you're told, leave us five stars, you gotta give them a great five-star malicious compliance review. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, want me to cover the front desk while working on payroll? Enjoy your angry employees... I, 29-year-old male, am a staff accountant having worked at the same CPA, certified public accountant firm, for nine years. I've had several co-workers over the years and by this point I am the most senior aside from the CPA who owns the firm. I love my boss, he pays well, no dress code, doesn't clock watch and doesn't micromanage. I produce great work for him and he leaves me alone, it could not be more perfect. A little about my responsibilities, I do payroll for about 8 clients as well as hours, this is important, books for about 12 others, preparation of the books for tax returns, as well as work on partnership and corporation returns. I'm basically the business package really. Of the 5 staff accountants my boss employs, I'm the only one who knows payroll. My boss doesn't know how to do payroll, which isn't uncommon, quite a few CPAs out there don't know it, and my coworkers have no interest in learning it. I don't blame them because I often bench and moan because my clients are really bad about sending correct hours the first time around, resulting in having to redo everything from the pay stubs to payroll taxes. It's awful sometimes, but it's also job security. We recently merged with another CPA firm. My boss ensured that we still only report to him as it's an equal partnership. I don't quite know the workings and frankly I don't care as long as I only report to my same boss. So our office went from 7 people, 1 CPA, 5 staff accountants, and a receptionist, to 18 people, 2 managing CPAs, 3 people who freshly got their CPA, 11 staff accountants, and 2 receptionists. The other CPA firm was using ADP, third party payroll service, for their payroll because it's just not a thing anyone knew there. So my boss asked me if I was fine taking on additional employees and hours which I told him I was since we get paid monthly. The managing CPAs will be managers from here on out. The other CPA firm we merged with made it pretty clear on that they didn't like us. I presume it's because their boss was a complete tight butt. He was the very opposite of my boss. Dress code was always semi-formal and he was just always on someone about something that was wrong. Me having been there the longest, I was the highest on the weird office hate thing. It got to the point where I got them trying to snoop on my computer a few times, which is also integral to the story. My boss just said to start locking my office when I leave now, so that's what I do. The other manager had a rule where if receptionists are out, one of the staff accountants needs to cover front desk. My boss had no issue with that as that was our rule as well. Luck would have it, both of our receptionists had called out one day. The other manager had asked me to cover downstairs for the day. I told him no because I was working on payroll all day and that's sensitive information. I didn't say it was our payroll, but our payroll was on my to-do list. He said he didn't care and told me to get downstairs. I had called my boss and he'd asked me to just please cover and that he would talk to the other manager. The other manager had a big ol' smirk on his face. 
I reluctantly went downstairs in an annoyed, sour mood, but then had a brilliant idea popped up. I'll work on our payroll downstairs. So I started working on our payroll and got all the stubs processed and ready for direct deposit. After that, I started working on the payroll taxes. Think Social Security and Medicare. Part of working on payroll taxes is having a summary of the payroll you just ran. Conveniently, I needed to go to the bathroom. So I minimized all the windows on the receptionist's computer, and I called upstairs to see if someone could cover while I go. As good fortune had it, one of the snoopers was the one who came downstairs. So I go to the bathroom and I take a little longer than normal because why not? To add additional context, I made considerably more than all of the managing CPA's employees, including his fresh CPAs. I get back to my desk and he leaves. All my windows aren't minimized anymore. The payroll summary is the first window on screen. The payroll summary shows everything, and I mean everything. The snooper immediately told everyone, including the other manager. Now all my coworkers already had an idea of what I made. However, the other employees were livid. None of the other employees wanted to work unless they made what I made. The other manager was seconds from blowing a gasket, but he knew there was nothing he could do to me. I asked my boss to show him the cameras, pointed at the reception desk so he could see exactly what happened. It was all there on camera that he was going through my work. Needless to say, I don't cover the front desk anymore, and his employees' morale dropped hard. I do feel bad for them though, even if they are jerks to me. A decent bunch of them left and maybe about half of them had replacements, so we're down about four people. My boss wasn't particularly happy about the situation as a whole, but he said we'll get through it. Moral of the story, don't freak with the only person who knows payroll. I'm just imagining all these people who think lowly of OP or want to snoop through all their stuff, and then they manage to see all this and realize, this person gets paid that much more than me? There's definitely not much greater of a morale hit than finding out somebody that you think would be an equal to you is getting significantly more. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, you will absolutely take over this equipment right now, even though you no longer need any of it. So, this goes back roughly a decade when I was in the Swiss Army. Some of my duties as Chief Sergeant Major were the management of the whole material. We are a militia army, and roughly half the days everyone's services are during the RS. Recruit school. If you go for the rank of sergeant, a lieutenant, or a chief sergeant major, you would do one regular RS, then go to school for your rank, and then earn your rank on that position during the next RS. Usually in the same school, or at least the same weapons school, I didn't. I had no idea about communications equipment, but that didn't matter too much, I'm adaptable. So after a week of preparing for the new recruits and getting to know the officers and non-enlisted officers, the recruits arrive and get the material they need for the whole RS, 21 weeks. They also get the materials they keep for as long as they're in service slash reserve. The third kind of equipment, the one the platoons need every day out in the field training, They get every morning and return it every evening, as I just didn't have enough of every piece, so they could all do everything at the same time. Anyways, some weeks forward, I got trouble with one lieutenant who decides since they, all platoon leaders, were already promoted to their real rank. 
one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Lieutenant, and we, Quartermaster Sergeant, and myself, only had that in a week, so we were still just sergeants in the function of Quartermaster Sergeant and Chief Sergeant Major. I am to salute him. I basically replied, yeah, lol, that would be funny. He was serious, though, so I complied, saluted, and said that I'll make sure all the proceedings follow proper order. Now, just a little explanation for the people not familiar with our ranks. Yes, he is higher than me. He is an officer. I am a higher non-enlisted officer. I am, however, one of the aides of the captain, making sure the whole company has ammo, material, a roof over their head, and all additional duties like guard, etc. are filled. He commands his 30 men with the help of 7 sergeants. This is a ratio absolutely unheard of, even in our military, much to the dismay of the captain. Back when our captain was a lieutenant, his platoon had 80 guys and he had two sergeants. So every time he saw the officers not achieving any task or failing to prepare stuff, he knew exactly how easy they had it, and that they were just a lazy bunch. Except Lieutenant Tiny Woman, if you ever read this, You were amazing and had your whole platoon on their A-game for 21 weeks. Later that same day, during company meeting, the captain, the officers, the quartermaster sergeant, and myself, I made a point of saluting this one officer when entering, 
This was somewhat noticeable by the whole room, since not even the captain wanted a salute from the quartermaster sergeant and me, which means it was perfect to plant the seed. So after some other topics, we discussed the material since I was having some trouble preparing all that was ordered each day in the time frame between the order and the time they wanted to collect it. This is mainly due to it being a lot of bigger radios with serial numbers to check, etc. Just as a small side note, this is in basic training and the material is needed for training lessons. They know what they want to instruct weeks before. The captain says it's not unreasonable for me to ask that I have the order 12 hours prior so that we can coordinate between the seven platoons and have everything ready, which means my mat chief and myself and I got to say, bless this man. He was everything I could even dream of for his position. The captain also decides that the orders were to be written by the officers themselves, not a sergeant. So from then on, usually we got the orders in time. Except from Lieutenant, you have to salute me. I never enforced the 12 hours as long as we got the order within reasonable time. So this continued for another couple of weeks until there was an inspection by a general. The order this day from this platoon for a whole lot of equipment was not in my drawer midnight the day before. It was also not in my drawer at 2 o'clock when I had to get up again, when I had to get up again because someone felt it was the right time to come home when his leave was until 11. It was, however, in my drawer at 5 o'clock, a whole hour before he wanted the material. This hour would include my mat chief and myself eating something, walking up to the depot, 20-minute walk, and preparing everything this lazy butt ordered. So we went up there and since the other platoons didn't order anything, as they wanted to train some more stuff without any equipment for the inspection, did nothing. I told my mad chief what we were going to do with this order and told him if anyone gave him crap, he should refer anyone to me. Up to the general if it come to that. So the problem with that lazy lieutenant was that he obviously was still sleeping, as always. One of his sergeants was sent to pick up. The same one that had to make the order, since of course... Lieutenant was also too lazy to write them himself. We tell the sergeant that he'll return at 3pm, since I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, in that the order was most likely in my drawer just after I went back to sleep at 2 o'clock. So 3 o'clock. The sergeant tells us that he does not need the material then. I answer that I do not care and he is welcome to tell his lieutenant and to tell him that we only make sure the proceedings follow proper order. He presumably does. Someone shows up at 3pm, takes all the radios they ordered, sign and check for every single one, then return them immediately, all in all taking an hour and a half of the dumbest work. Next company meeting, the captain tears him a new one for not following any agreed upon procedure, as well as not even digging it out himself, since of course he was also not present for that tedious task, never saluted him again and that was suddenly no longer an issue. Don't you just love that this person put in none of the work and expected all of the respect and credit? I just, I feel like if there's a place where that's going to make you fall flat on your face really quickly, it would definitely be in some kind of military setting. This next story is rented a VRBO. They asked for five stars, so I gave them five stars. I've stated some rentals that were amazing, You could tell someone really put effort into the place with the personal touches. I feel like they all tried to earn 5 stars and didn't feel obligated when I left a review for them. The property management company that ran the last rental I stayed at placed a sticker on the fridge, 
so that every time you opened the fridge, you were reminded to leave them a positive review. It included a helpful guide as to how to appropriately rate them. Five stars said something like, Nobody's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. There were some issues, but I'd stay here again. Side note, my boss had a very different opinion as to what warrants a 5.0. The place didn't deserve five stars. I wasn't going to leave a review because I didn't want them to leave me a poor review in retaliation. A few days after the visit, the property manager sent me an email. We're going to leave you a positive review and hope you'll do the same for us. So I left a 5 star review with the following. Company advised 5 stars means mistakes were made because nobody is perfect. So here is their 5 star review. The nosy neighbors are aggressive. We were conversing on the patio at 6pm when the neighbor, undoubtedly repulsed by the loud laughter, shouted hey. A few minutes later, I received a text message from the property manager notifying us of the complaint and reminding us to behave. I responded with the city's noise ordinance and advised any further conversation would be considered harassment. There was no enjoying the pool on the last day before checking out, as the property manager had scheduled lawn maintenance to arrive at 7am. We woke up on the last day to men in the backyard with leaf blowers and lawn mowers. The property is advertised as dog friendly, but maintenance left the back gate wide open. You know, I haven't ever done anything like an Airbnb or a VRBO, whatever a VRBO actually is. Is it Verbo or something? I don't know. But it just seems like I've heard nothing but horror stories, especially on the Airbnb side as far as like cleanup fees and restrictions and, oh, you left fingerprints on the fridge, that's going to cost you an extra $50 in cleanup fees. At some point, you just hear all of these horror stories to the point where it's like, First of all, the cost isn't even that advantageous anymore. You might as well just book an actual stay at an actual legitimate hotel or motel or whatever. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.